Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist. We're talking many different ideas, many different topics, many different suggestions, especially from my own life with the series For the Love of This, For the Love of That. We have a couple of weeks left here on out to the end of the school year, also losing two days because of the Shavuot holiday coming up. Heads up about that. But we're talking different ideas. I want to talk a little bit about some different documentation that we see in the DOE, in the Department of Education of New of NYC, New York City. In general, we have this system called CSIS, Special Education Student Information System. If you're someone that needs to input information like a special ed teacher, a teacher in general, an OT, a PT, yada yada, psychologist, social worker, etc. This is the system you get. You use your login, whatever your name is, and your password you get in. The main thing I use it on a day-to-day basis is for service capture, putting in the sessions that I see of the kids. Whether I actually see them, then we call it service administered, or if they're absent, student absent, or if I'm absent for some reason, provider absent. Very interesting Then you you find the name, you're able to highlight the name. First of all, you have to add all the kids you have for the caseload of the year. Then you choose them, you go repeat, record, pass service, you choose them. And you choose the time, you write in the time, and you see, and usually their, their time, if you see them the same time every time, it loads up. The mandate, usually it's twice a week, 30 minutes, individual, separate location, usually. Now this whole year we write teletherapy service because it's online, remote for us. And then we say, what happened in the session? We say, did they make good progress? Did they not? Usually I say made partial progress. And usually we write what happened in the note. You know, the provider saw... Charlie, I don't have a Charlie. The provider saw Charlie on the Google Meet platform. The provider shared a hidden, highlight hidden items activity. Charlie was able to independently do the activity. The provider wrote out the sentences for Charlie to do so. Charlie was able to independently copy the sentences, although he had errors in the size, space, and line regard of his letters and words. Line regard, of course, being when you put the words on the line, are they on the line the right way or not? Size of the letters, of course, are they huge, are they small, are they good? Spacing between letters, between words as well. That's basically doing a note. That's the service capture, of course. There's also the progress monitoring on each IEP and every goal. Everyone has to put in a goal, OT, at least one goal. Usually I do two, depending on the kids, sometimes one. And on the goal, throughout the year, we're supposed to check if there's progress made, progress not made, little progress made, goal met, goal not yet met. And we have to go through that also with the goals, different things on CSIS. A lot of people don't like CSIS. I actually have no problem with it. I like CSIS a lot. As opposed to the olden days when I was interning, when everything was by hand, the end of the days when everything was by hand, really, this is much better than anything like that. So we should be happy with this. They say they might switch over systems, but the grass is always greener syndrome, right? The grass is always greener on the other side. What type of a, of a, of a, of a system, a portal, is going to be better? You know, what, what do you think is so much better? You're still going to have to input notes every day. You're still going to have to upload documentation and upload whatever you have to take care of. You're still going to have to check in on the system. We still have to put the IEPs up. It's going to be a headache for whoever transfers it over. I'm not such a fan of switching over you know you're 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 comfortable with what you know we're not going to be comfortable with the new system whatever it is we're gonna to have to have a whole massive training on it there's going to be a huge learning curve switching over there's going to be a major amount of mistakes i don't say why we need to switch things over there's also the clinical guide and there's also the the progress monitor uh, the progress notes but I actually use clinical guides in general as, as my guide. You know, it's, it's somewhat redundant because it does repeat information, the goal and the, the progress. 
of the IEP, but it also adds that we can help and cater to the interests and that we, we check in with the teams throughout the year. It's a little bit, it's supposed to replace the ARP, which is a different document that was very, very redundant in the past. It's supposed to guide your thinking. So I like it to be information that, that, that um, reflects what's written in the IEP. So if someone only reads the guide or only reads the IEP, they still know where I'm going, the direction I have for the child. And the IEP itself, of course, also we have to input three things as OTs, the mandate, whether it's going to be twice a week, once a week, 30 minutes, usually is what I always put in. Is it going to be individual or group or other? We write other really usually. Therapy room or classroom. Then we write the goal. For instance, Charlie will write two to three sentences of at least three words on an educationally relevant task in order to be more independent throughout his day. We need the goal to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based, and we assume we'll be able to, student will be able to swab at, which even teachers use, you know, it's supposed to be within a year. We assume it to be an annual goal. And in, dis- and in 75, District 75, we add the short-term goals also. So we'd have to break it down for three months, six months, nine months, the 10-month school year, and if you get the 12-month services. In general, though, we have to add that, the goal also. Then we have to add the PLOP, which is the present level of functioning, the present level of performance, rather, the plop in the physical need, the physical development section where I always put the OT. I make a little paragraph. I usually say Charlie is an eight-year-old child currently in the second grade. Sometimes I'll say ICT when he has the special ed and regular teacher or if he's in a 12-on-1 class in gen ed or a regular class. We'll say how he's doing. You know, He's able to independently manage his eating needs and his clothing needs. That means his ADLs are okay for the day. We talk about how he's able to hold the pencil or not. He's able to use the classroom utensils or not, the scissors, the glue, and the like. We talk about if he's able to cut or not. Is he able to use small items or not? Can he focus? Is he organized? Can he follow the structure and routine of the day? And how is his writing? I usually end that for last. Whatever is the most troublesome, I end for last. It's supposed to reflect what the goal is, literally identifying in the plop what the goal is. So I say his difficulty when writing two or more sentences with sizing, spacing, and, and line regard errors and issues, and that reflects the goal. Mamash, seriously, exactly. That's the main three things we have to put on the IEP. Of course, we're supposed to join the IEP for, for meetings. Of course, also on, the, on CSIS, we're supposed to upload consent for teletherapy service this year remote-wise, and um, reaching out any events we're supposed to write in, and we're supposed to keep up with the progress, keep up with the documentation, and, and, and in general, though, when it comes to documentation, you know, I think, thank God, as OTs, we have it a little bit easier, you know, we have to document the notes, we have to document the progress, and we have to document and check in how everyone's doing, and of course, we want to make sure that we always close everything and then it's not open and unfinalized, but we want to make sure. Documentation can be a hassle. Documentation can be annoying, can be difficult. But if it's not documented, it did not happen, they say in the DOE and in life. If you don't write things down, if you don't document, it didn't happen. So you have to write it down. You have to keep track. And it's important to keep track, at least in the way we do it. Of course, there's many, many, many other aspects of, of CSIS, many, many, many other aspects of documentation. Just wanted to highlight a few aspects, a few ways how I use CSIS, how I use documentation for my kids of course there was a whole different way of doing it when i used to do teletherapy in the past online after hours i had a whole different one they wanted me to use the soap note format which is basically subjective you know how was he doing objective how did he do objectively measuring without feelings or whatnot assessment like how did the overall session go and plan? How do you move forward? The soap note was a very common one also to use. Different ways of doing things. I actually use the anecdotal. I like saying exactly what happened, how much help they needed, and where we saw them.
This is just been a little bit of foray for the love of documentation here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.